Get up, Flyer fans. It's the show just for you. Flyer Feedback, presented by Bud Light and live from the WHIO studios. Flyer Feedback is brought to you by Bud Light. Raise one right now. And by Flyer Spirit, the university-owned, student-staffed, destination for Dayton Flyers gear. Hashtag Flyer Spirit. Call in with your comments or questions. 457-1290. Flyer Feedback at AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Now here's your host, John Bedell and John Tisdell. Hey, Flyer fans, what's good? Archie Miller and company are leaving Anaheim, California on a winning streak. How about that? Can you dig it? Two in a row for the Flyers. Close out the Wooden Legacy Champs tournament, I should say. Fifth place champs, baby. Hang mm-hmm. that banner. Yeah. Uh, tis two and one, which is really the way you want to come home from these tournaments. Yeah, you certainly you do. don't want to go there and uh, go one for two or over because that's certainly um, yeah a bad trip for anybody who goes out to some of these preseason exempt not preseason early season exempted tournaments. Mm-hmm. You want to come home at least two and one. The Flyers did just that. Maybe yeah. not against the teams going into it. You would hope they would be playing. You had a shot to go one, two, three in a row against three Power Five teams. Wasn't so with a loss to Nebraska a couple nights ago on Thanksgiving night. Something the Flyers have done uh, really well under Archie Miller, Tiz, is overall in these tournaments. First of all, they're now 13-5 and five in six of these early yeah. season tournaments under Archie. The thing they've done really well in the last three years specifically is getting that first win out of the way and getting into the winner's bracket. They didn't do that this year. No. Uh, but still, Tiz, you come back 2-1, and one, and with the situation this team is in with injuries and thinking early on in the game that, God, Charles Cook was going to go down, you just thought... You gotta be kidding me! Like you, you were thinking yeah. just snake bit. You're because thinking the snake injury exactly. situation this team is going through. Really, you can't you can't make this up going back to May, right? And and you were thinking that this team was starting to look like a mash unit all of a sudden yeah. with the injury with when when Charles Cook went down. If anyone was watching the game on ESPNU, that was nasty. If anyone was watching that, anyone seen as any if any any gentleman who knows who has done the split. That is a painful injury. If you could hear Larry and Brooks describe uh, the game, describe it, it was painful to hear. And uh, thankfully, Charles Cook showed a lot of toughness coming back out. And uh, not only that, he was able to help will that team, will the Flyers to a win against a tough New Mexico team that is probably going to make some noise in the Mountain West. The the Mountain West did not have a good year last year. They'll probably be better this year. But, I mean, look. If you would have told me that Dayton's going to come in, like you said, uh, after the situation that they've been dealt with, no Kendall Pollard, the injuries that they have, uh, the, the passing of Steve McElveen, you're going to tell me this team's going to go out west. Um, no Costas and no uh, Charles Cunningham. Or not Charles Cunningham. Josh Cunningham. Charles Cook, Josh, Josh Cunningham, Cunningham likely. Well, four guys you're looking to be. Right, now. exactly right. Dayton relatively not... I'm not going to say weak on the inside, but it's not the strength right now, at least until they get, at least as Archie said to Larry, there's still the trust issue. The trust, though, we're starting to see it defensively. They played better, I think, the last two games. This is a team that is starting to figure things out. And one note that he had offensively, and Archie noted this to Larry, the pass that Charles Cook made to Zarius Williams for that three-pointer that put Dayton up, I think, uh, 50, 57, I think, 57, 50, I think I may be off on the score, but uh, 56, 56, 49, whatever. But 
that was that was I think something that would not have happened a week ago. So that is something that's working. And I thought Zarius Williams had a great tournament. Well, and this is a roster that I think a lot of people look at and say, well, what the heck's going on? Because they're not all that different than last year in terms of the makeup. Now, while that may be true, this is a group that hasn't played together a whole lot because uh, obviously this team has had depth issues before. Look at two years ago that Elite Eight or the year after the Elite Eight run when the two kids right. were dismissed from the team, mm-hmm. you had basically seven guys. But yeah. the difference was two years ago you were going with Jordan Seibert, Deshaun Pierre, Scoochie Pollard, and KD, healthy of those last three. Right. And then Daryl Davis and Bobby Worley coming off the bench trying to fill in. That was a group that that starting five, first of all, five studs right there in Pierre, yep. Seibert, Scooch, Pollard, and KD. Mm-hmm. And not just five studs, five guys who had been together in the crucible of an Elite Eight run had been through before, knew how to play with each other. That was an experienced group, Tiz. That was not a group exactly. that when the two guys and Robinson uh, got kicked off the team that December, they that was nothing new for them to be playing together and to continue on. That was an experienced group. This year, not so much. You've still got Scoochie and Kyle Davis. Uh, obviously, Pollard is injured, so he's out of the mix. you got Daryl Davis, uh Scooch, Daryl Davis, Cook, and Zerius Crosby, Mike Sell, and Miller. Those are the four that are really big because, Tiz, here's four yeah. guys in that sophomore class that are playing a minute load that they have not seen in their career yet. Yeah. And now they're thrown into this mix. And this is a group that, as Archie has said uh, over the last couple weeks, they're, they're, and it looks like they're starting to figure it out at this point, but they have been for the last couple weeks as the season has started learning how to play with each other because while these might be guys that were on last year's roster, they didn't play these are lot. guys, Tiz, thrown into the fire head first this year no. who were not yeah. getting a lot of playing minutes and in roles. Exactly. First of all, you got a lot of them playing out of position mm-hmm. and many of them, as particularly the sophomore class, being thrust into positions that they have not been uh, having to deal with in their career. Now, right. the good thing is you get out of this preseason tournament early season tournament two and one mm-hmm. which is a, i think a successful road trip uh, away at a neutral site um as you said new mexico might not be world beaters tis but no. you know they're in a they're in a decent league in they're the a respectable West. program they were picked to finish third let's see how they do that right. that may it's a look at i'll say at this point it's a halfway decent win i wouldn't right. go so far as resume went at this point no come march we'll see but it's a decent win the bright side avoided. They improved. It did. Dayton did improve. At least on the bright side of losing to Nebraska, you possibly avoided playing UCLA, which probably would not have been a pretty sight. Probably. Oh, you'd have had the brakes beaten off you yeah. if you played UCLA. Uh, Dayton was not ready. Dayton was not ready right now uh, to play UCLA. Maybe later on in the year. Who knows? But look, UCLA is on a mission after the way that they that they that they, that they, that they have not played well. But look, you you made this point. This was one of the points I wanted to make about this sophomore class. Now with the lack of depth, the past of Steve McIlvain, the injury to Josh Cunningham, who's out for most of the season. And as Larry mentioned during the broadcast, you'd be surprised if you see Josh Cunningham out yeah. on a basketball floor um, this year. Because if anyone watched that Alabama game, the end of that game, that injury, that was really bad. And thankfully, uh, it was not career-ending. Um, that, And I know Archie Miller was yeah. very worried about that. But look, yep. Zarius Williams had a great tournament. Ryan, Mike Sales started every game out of position. He's 6'7". He's probably more of a 3 instead of a 4. Sam Miller, he started every game. He's now the five, and he's probably more of a four. Uh, John Crosby, six points against Nebraska, helped with the comeback attempt. So there's no question. Now you're going to have to have the sophomores that are going to have to pick up the weight and play 
an even bigger role, even bigger roles than they played even a year ago. The minutes have gone up tremendously for these guys. Uh, I'm, I'm, we don't have a final box score for this one, but I mean, I want to go ahead and look at the minutes of that they had the other night. If, I'm going to take that out in just a second, but the minutes just have gone up drastically for guys like Mike So. Yeah, minute, yeah, yeah. Miller with playing 18 minutes. Mike So, you only know played the other night against Nebraska, 32 minutes. Uh, he wasn't yeah. even close to that against Alabama. Mike So played 25 minutes um, yeah, against. St. Mary's. Uh, Mike Sell, 29 minutes. Sam Miller, in 22 minutes. Of course, against St. Mary's, uh, he limited probably by foul trouble. You watched, you were at that game, so you probably know more about that one. But the sophomores, we're definitely going to have to see them uh, pick it up. Pick it up. So far, I'd say they've done a, go- a good job, but now let's see if they can uh, do it on a consistent basis, especially and, serious wins. And improving over that three-day span is, is huge, because right. I think a lot of people, this guy included, uh, <laughs> Thursday night kind of went, uh, uh-oh. You know, maybe think a little bit of boy, is this season going off the rails already? Are they yeah. going to go into damage control mode? Because mm-hmm. with missing out, with one losing to Nebraska, and missing out at a chance to play by virtue of that loss Thursday night, uh, UCLA at least yeah. having a shot at the Bruins, and then mm-hmm. either Vatek or Texas A&M right. uh, resume wins now being taken off your non-conference schedule by missing mm-hmm. out on those. Um, because at this point, Tiz, there's. You know, your next real test is probably Northwestern. You got a three-game homestand coming up at the end of this week. You play Winthrop. Then that following Tuesday, you play St. Joe's College from Indiana. And then ETSU, a team we know well. Uh, yep. From, that from a, a few of, years ago. years ago. You got that on Saturday, December 10th, before you head to Chicago for a neutral game, a uh, neutral site against yeah. Northwestern. That's just down the street from their campus, but it is a neutral site. Uh, you got three games to kind of figure this out. And tis really, you know, it's going to be a lot about stacking up, I think, number of wins for this team. Because once you get into conference play, Tiz, yeah. and we talked about this the last several years in the show. This is something Brooks Hall in particular harps on when we're yeah. over at Flanagan's after uh, home games for flyer feedback. Mm-hmm. Is that the thing about the A-10 is once you get into conference play, Tiz, outside of the top-heavy part of the league there are landmines all over the place you must mind and step around because you got uh really this year tis i think for my money you can make the argument that the league is as top heavy as it's ever been oh yeah in the post charlotte temple xavier butler era oh no question about. i mean you've got this year dayton roadie and vcu and really tis everybody else after that so there's not a whole lot of resume wins no. to go and get once you get to conference play, uh, Sands, VCU, and Rhodey. So and you, you don't want to leave stack up wins. Real quickly, I don't want to leave St. Joseph's out of that one too. They're the defending A10 conference champs, and even though they lost some guys, I think a couple. And of guys Phil Martelli, as we all know, invented the game of basketball. Yes, exactly right. That's what St. Joe's fans will tell us at least, or that hawk. Um, you also, I'm not going to throw St. Bonaventure out of there. I mean, they still. I think Jalen yeah. Adams is still there. Uh, we know what happened when they came to the arena. I mean, Dayton had that big lead. They nearly came back on St. Bonaventure uh, against Dayton at Ole- in Olean, New York. And look, there are a lot of pitfalls, potential pitfalls, when conference play begins. And I'll throw in Vanderbilt uh, on Wednesday, December 21st. Yeah. That's going to be another challenge. So, and, and VMI, look, I know very little about VMI other than their one that's uh, All you even know about that is, well, that's the, that's the Christmas Eve Eve game. So. Yes. Yes, that's the Christmas Eve Eve. There you go. Here's a check, VMI. Thanks for coming to the arena. <laughs> yeah. But let's just make sure we don't lose that one. But look. There's a lot of challenges for this team that's still trying to figure it out. And we want to hear from you, 457-1290, as we are taking this all the way to 5 o'clock. This is Flyer Feedback with John and John. I guess this is a team... 
I would say just we don't want to you know repeat so much about it, but I think you know looking at the first few games of this season, you know as we look at the non-conference, uh, you know Austin P the opponents. I just want to d- dive into that real quick. Austin P they were picked to finish seventh in the OV West. They're the defending Ohio Valley Conference champions. Dave Lewis in his 27th year, he's considered the dean of coaching in the OVC. They're going to be competing against Murray State and Belmont. That was a good opponent. Alabama a lot of size. Pitt to finish seventh in the SEC. The SEC is known for football, not basketball, aside from Kentucky. Avery Johnson's building something, I think, at Tuscaloosa in his second year. St. Mary's, you saw them. They're pit to finish second in the, really the WCC. Team. That is a yeah. good team. Nebraska, I was seeing if this was right. They were pit to finish last in the Big Ten. I mean, they've had a good tournament. Watson and Morrow and Webster can play, and they were down 15 to UCLA at the half. They cut it to two and before and wound up losing 82 to 71. It would be huge for them, and they finished third with a game that I think is about to get underway against Virginia Tech and uh, Anaheim. And uh, Portland, they were pit to finish a coach by. Terry Porter, Alec Wittering, I thought played well, and New Mexico is always going to be a, be a threat in the Mountain West. So I think a good non conference slate. You'd like yeah. to get you'd like to complete the comeback against Nebraska, but it wasn't meant to be. John Bedell, John Tisdale here for Flyer Feedback. If you're looking for Browns postgame coverage, is on our sister station, 95-3 and 101-1. The Eagle, the Browns, a loser, 27-13 to the Giants. The perfect season is intact, Tiz. Oh, and 16, baby. <sighs> My Browns, oh, they're so bad. <laughs> they're so so bad. Uh, the Bengals aren't much better. They lost to the Ravens 19-12. God bless you, Archie Miller and the, and the uh, Dayton Flyers <laughs> and Ty Lue and the Cleveland Cavaliers <laughs> and Terry Francona and my Cleveland Indians because, Tiz, they've taken me. My Indians took me straight into Dayton and Cavalier basketball season. <laughs> I didn't even have to pay the Browns any mind this year. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Yikes. Bye week next week. And, of course, Browns. you had a, well, there you go. So it'll be a, a regular program next weekend on WHIO Radio next Sunday, uh, next Sunday here on WHIO. But uh, uh, at least Ohio State also won for you, by the way. What a heck too, of a game that was, by Ooh. the way. That was fun. Wow. Now, I'm an Ohio State fan, so it's easy for me to say that. Yes. But that was an all-time I wanna... Could you believe it is? I was I was shocked to hear that yesterday was the first overtime I was ever in that series. They've been playing that I for more too. than 100. I could not believe that. I couldn't believe it either. I could not believe it either. But uh, uh, anyway, as uh, Dayton again beating New Mexico 64-57 and, and what was the fifth time these two teams have met? I, I, you, I know you remember the last time they played? That was the dunk remember, by Chris Wright and I John remember Staten. that game vividly, Tiz, because I was running board for Larry and Bucky uh, that New Year's Day when they last played the Lobos in 2011. Yeah. And more so because of a news event that happened that day. Yeah, I remember uh, that, too. It was when Deputy Suzanne Hopper was shot and killed mm-hmm. in Clark County um, on New Year's Day of 2011. So I remember coming back to the station here on South Main immediately after that game and knowing something was going yeah. on and flipped on I Channel remember 7. That too. So that's a day I'll never forget. But vividly mm-hmm. remember board hopping that game for Larry and Bucky at UD Arena uh, f- five years ago now yep, almost. Yep, that's right. Six re- years ago almost. Yep, I remember that uh, I remember that event that you spoke of, uh, the, the, the that of that uh, a tragic event in uh, in uh, Clark County, so I remember that very well, but uh, Dayton was able to win that one, and win this one, 64-57 to finish fifth in these tournaments. And look, Dayton, you, when you play these conf- these, these pre- Conference tournaments. I think that's the yeah. right turn to do it because ESPN sponsors most of them. Maui yeah. Invitational, Charleston Classic, whatever. You want to get into that winner's bracket, and you want to. If you're going to be in the consolation, you want to be in fifth because yeah, if you were playing, if you were going to play for eight, seventh place, you know when the game was going to be tonight, it would have started at eleven o'clock. And I remember Larry saying Friday night, "Please win, please win. We and don't you know want." The, you know who they'd be playing to? Is uh, who? Cal State Northridge. Uh, 
You talk about whatever the antithesis of a, of a resume win is. Yeah. Be having to play Cal State it, it, Northridge. If there was one bright, in Anaheim. Side, one bright side that Thank I'd look God. for real quickly, though, uh, Wichita State finished eighth in uh, the Advocare Invitational, and they got to uh, the NCAAs. So yeah. you never know. We'll see. John Bedell, John Tisdale here with you for Flyer Feedback. Dayton winner 64 57. More Flyer Feedback in your calls. John and Troy, Tom and Kettering after the break, right here on the Home of the Flyers. This is Flyer Feedback on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Dayton and Springfield's 24-hour news, weather, and traffic. On air, online. At WHIO.com. And in the WHIO app. The home of Fox News in the Miami Valley. Your news starts now. Fox News Radio, I'm Jane Metzler as Green Party candidate Jill Stein moves forward with plans for a recount in three states and Hillary Clinton's campaign formally signing on to the Wisconsin recount. Transition team still moving forward, putting together a cabinet this weekend, and it seems like the highest profile possible addition, Mitt Romney, has a very high profile thorn in his side, and that would be the top advisor, Kellyanne Conway, who went on multiple Sunday shows this morning to share a very antagonistic view of Romney that nobody else from the Trump team has come forward to correct. Fox's Peter Ducey, Conway saying on CNN State of the Union. I'm all for party unity, but I'm not sure that we have to pay for that with the Secretary of State position. With an estimated 48 million Americans traveling more than 50 miles this Thanksgiving holiday weekend, only moderate delays reported at the nation's airports. Fox News, we report, you decide. AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO, the home of Fox News. We report, you decide. Boneless brick and chicken wings, 50 wings, 29.99 will bring. Ho, ho, Frickers is making the holidays a bit easier for you. 50 boneless frickin' chicken wings carry out only for 29.99. We'll feed your hungry family or office party. While at Frickers, pick up the gift that always fits. Frickers gift cards. Buy $25, get five bonus bucks free. From the ho, ho, home for fun, food, sports, and spirits, Frickers. Boneless frickin' chicken wings. Casano's Pizza has been Dayton's favorite hometown pizza for over 60 years. Please welcome back Casano's fans in the stands. UD Flyer basketball pregame show hosted at our Brown Street store. Make it your pregame or postgame stop for every home game. Just say King Me when you order an extra large deluxe pizza at regular menu price and receive a free medium pepperoni pizza. Call 294-KING or visit 294king.com to order now. Go Flyers! I'm former Congressman Tony Hall. And I'm Storm Center 7 meteorologist Kirsty Zantini. Sadly, Dayton ranks among the top cities in the nation suffering food hardship. Hunger's not a choice, but giving is. Help those in need this holiday season. Make a donation to the Valley Food Relief Campaign. Every $1 donated equals four meals for needy families. All money raised provides food to pantries, soup kitchens, emergency shelters, and kids' programs. To donate, go to DaytonDailyNews.com. Strong leadership shouldn't be confined to the top of your organization. Having first-level supervisors who can engage, manage, and inspire your workforce is important now more than ever. The University of Dayton Center for Leadership offers a six-month supervisory leadership certificate program that combines mentoring, assessments, and 10 days of hands-on interactive training. The next class starts on January 19th. Visit leadership.udayton.edu or call 937-229-3115. 
people ask, what is the best Cyber Monday deal of 2016? It's buy one, get one for $9.91 for K99.1 FM's Concert of the Year, Country Bands Together, presented by McAfee Heating and Air and Joseph Airport Toyota, the band Perry, Frankie Ballard, and a thousand horses take the Daymet Credit Union stage at the Nutter Center on December 10th. This Cyber Monday price buster will not be extended past midnight. Cyber Monday. Buy one, get one for $9.91 at K99online.com. K99online.com. We'll see more sunshine here today with a couple of clouds from time to time, but that's about it. Should be a nice, pleasant day. Highs will be in the low 50s. Overnight tonight, clouds increasing as temperatures will stay fairly steady in the middle to upper 30s. Showers arrive tomorrow, maybe a few rumbles of thunder late Monday. Highs in the middle 50s. I'm meteorologist Brett Collar on the Miami Valley Severe Weather Station, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. You're listening to Flyer Feedback on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Call with your questions and comments now. 457-1290. Flyer Feedback on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Kuiper, double clutch to three. Loose ball is going to be run down by Kyle Davis, and he dunks it. With eight seconds to go, Dayton up by seven, 64-57. And that would be the final. Kyle Davis putting a cherry on that Sunday. Larry Hansgen on the call right here on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Archie Miller and company now 4-2 and two on this young season as they head home for a three-game homestand before heading off to Chicago uh, to play Northwestern in a neutral site game uh, coming up next month. John Bedell, John Tisdale, and you Flyer fans here for Flyer Feedback after this uh, latest uh, win for the Dayton Flyers. They come home from the Wooden Legacy 2-1. and one. Not a bad uh, not a bad way to come home, Tiz. Maybe not the three teams you'd be expecting no. to be playing or maybe hope to uh, coming in, but uh, a good, a good, uh, a successful trip to come home, two and one. A couple ways for you to get on uh, the show, Flyer fans. You can tweet me at jbedellwhio. We're Facebook living now uh, because it's the future yes. uh, here on our WHR radio. Right, Brendan? Facebook page, Facebook Live? Yes, thumbs up through the glass. And 457-1290 is the phone numbers, and we're going to go to the uh, phones for the first time this afternoon. We're taking this thing till 5 o'clock to friend of show, John and Troy. John, how you doing, brother? Hey, well, I'm, I, I could say thank goodness that the Flyers won. Thank goodness I didn't have to watch the Browns. And thank goodness I didn't have to stay up tonight at 11 o'clock to watch them play Cal State Northridge. As a Browns fan, John, I can say that Dayton Flyers Sundays are infinitely more fun than Cleveland Browns Sundays. I mean, I have to confess, I did sneak over, you know, in timeouts to see how the Browns were doing. But That's then okay. after the game, I find out, you know, how they gave up touchdowns. You know, uh, quarterbacks getting, you know, getting, you know, getting sacked and fumbling the ball, and linemen picking it up, running it in for touchdown. You know, one time for uh, the Giants, it's just it's a sickening, sickening season and a sickening. Uh, way they run their organization but hey but hey we got the flyers to make it all better the flyers and and i mean they 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 run a decent organization the date the date administration and archie miller is top of the line as a coach i mean you're talking first class versus low class with the browns so hey i do have a concern and you know, I guess it's at, and, and I've seen this over a number of years, and I don't know. I mean, it's something that the NCAA, and I'm even surprised OSHA has not, you know, jumped in on this. But playing basketball games on hockey arenas with ice underneath them, I, I just think that is a dangerous, dangerous situation for our athletes. And uh, 
you know, it, it, you see it over and over. And the other things, those stupid stickers that sometimes they'll put on there that, you know, they use for advertising, you know, and it's just like, you know, common sense. Guys, we're putting our players at, you know, at, you know, at risk of getting hurt. I mean, there's just no common sense. And, you know, I, I you know, you know, I don't know what, you know, the Flyers maybe in the future, they, they try to stay away from playing in tournaments or have hockey arenas. Well, I got bad news for you. You know where the uh, conference tournament's been moved this year to PBG Paints Arena in Pittsburgh, where the Penguins play. So your conference tournament this year is at an ice arena. Yeah, but not just an ice arena, John in Anaheim. You're talking about condensation on the floor from that ice being underneath, and that's one thing. But yesterday there was video on Twitter that surfaced that the UD managers you had these kids catching water droplets from a leaky roof on the court with the little Gatorade cups they carry around like that. You can't have that. When you got a leaky no, roof no, dripping out of the floor and you're on a hockey arena. Isn't this supposed to be sunny California, too? Come on, well, man. I, I mean, that's a recipe for injuries. You got you yeah. Cook doing the splits. Yeah. You got Daryl Davis have, tripping up. That doesn't happen on a dry floor. No. I mean, part, you know, part, of, part of that is, is uh, it's, you know, the greed for, uh, you know, getting more, you know, you know, fannies in the seat, you know, like UCLA fans for the championship. I mean, I know they, they, they did it ahead of time. But there could, there's a plenty of other arenas in the uh, – you know, in the in the Los Angeles area that they could have used if they're trying to draw a crowd. Well, and why not? Here's my thing. Why not just keep it at the arena where it was? Maui, exactly. The Maui Invite, which I think a lot of people would consider one of the premier, if not the premier of these early season tournaments. They play in the Lahaina Civic Center throughout the entire the entire tournament. I've been to the Lahaina Civic Center. It's no bigger than a high school gym. So if you can it, keep the Maui not. Invite in one spot, why can't you keep this one? Exactly. To me, that's exactly. This, this why move it? There. Great. This place at Fullerton was a very nice uh, It was. Arena. Larry noted that during the broadcast, John. I mean, it just it yep. made absolutely no sense to move that into a, that was once upon a time called the Arrowhead Pond of Anaheim. Well, that pond was frozen, or at least it is whenever the the Ducks play in the NHL. And just, But it's like you guys said. You just can't have that and risk injuries. And thankfully, Charles Cook was able to come back. Daryl Davis, the same as well. But uh, this is a Flyer team that's shorthanded enough, and the only reason why uh, they have the tournament over there is so they can get some of these West Coast teams, whether it's UCLA, San Diego State, so they can get more uh, rear ends in the seats. That's all yeah. that this is really about. And well, see, here, here's the thing. I mean, it's just common sense now. Like I read somewhere where Red Holtzman, when he uh, coached the Knicks, he he was adamant that you know when when the, uh, the you know when they were going to play games that that ice be removed underneath. I mean, you go with your concrete floor. I mean, it's I know it costs money and this and that, but you're 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 thinking trying to save a buck at the expense of, of hurting people. And I mean, it just to me. There's no common sense being thought of it. You know, it's so much at the institutional administrative level that they just don't, yeah, they got blinders on. Or like I said, it's all about a buck. And, yeah, well, I mean, you know, who cares who gets hurt? I mean, it's just, it's just, it's, 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 it's shameful. Well, I brace mean, like yourself because they got at least four games left, or I should say three games to my knowledge. Off the top of my head, you got three left in an ice arena. Later this, or later next month, you got Northwestern at the United Center. Blackhawks right. play there. Uh, you got one. The Duquesne game at Duquesne is at PPG Paints Arena. Yep. Penguins Ice Arena. Mm-hmm. And because they've gotten kicked out of the Barclays Center for two years, they're moving to this coming March PPG Paints Arena again in Pittsburgh for the conference yeah. tournament. So you exactly. got no less than three games left in ice arenas for the Flyers this year. But I mean, you got to like them coming home two and one, John. Yes. Yes, I do. I mean, like I said, I. 
you know, with what they're dealing with with the injuries, you know, Archie, you know, Archie is making music with what he's got. And I mean, I will say this: it is kind of I don't, you know, I'd rather see him at full strength. But they are getting experience for Zarius Williams, for John Crosby, for uh, you know Sam Miller, and you see some improvement. I mean, especially with Zarius Williams. I mean, and, yeah. and that'll pay dividends later on. I mean, Zarius Williams is. Man, I was really down after his game against St. Mary's, but this guy, he's got some tools and he's got some athleticism. And I, you know, and, and, and it does take time for, you know, Scoochie and Charles Cook and, and Kyle Davis to learn how those guys play yeah, and how, absolutely. you know, what their strengths are. You just don't do that overnight. Yeah. And like I said, it's, it might have cost us a little bit here at the beginning, but mm-hmm. down the road, it should be pay, it, it should pay us dividends. Yeah, especially when you get powered, hopefully healthy, back into the mix by, let's say, I mean, you'd hope by next month. My goodness. I mean, it's, it's you know, it takes time to heal. He's injured. There's no conspiracy. There's no secret. But, you know, you you'd hope, as you say, John, you get him down the road and you, you throw in the development of this sophomore class. That's just more depth. Oh, and, no question. You know, we're looking at a situation like we had two years ago. The downside is you've got guys injured. You hate to, you know, you hate to be without Cunningham and Pollard, certainly. Right. Uh, but, as Archie mentioned two years ago, for a guy like Bobby Worley, gives you a chance to, here's, a, here's an opportunity, kid. Win sprint with it should you choose. And it looks like we're starting to see the beginning of Zerius and company. John, take that opportunity and run with it. Exactly right. And Rich Chamberlain has this saying. Mike Kelly also had this when he was coaching the, for the Dayton Flyers on the football side. It's next man up. And you know what? That's the mentality uh, that, that the Dayton Flyer basketball team has. And so far... The sophomore class, which is going to be so critical for this season, whether it's Zarius Williams, whether it's going to be Ryan Mikesell, Sam Miller, John, John Crosby, and I wouldn't be surprised if we have to hear from Trey Landers at some point in yeah. this season. Um, those are guys that are going to have to uh, continue to uh, play on a consistent level and on a consistent basis. Have you heard anything about a time frame when Pollard will be back? I mean, you know, is it mid-December, first week of December? You know, any any inkling, or does Archie keep that close to the vest? A little bit of both. Uh, I mean, he certainly talked about it. He said that when we talked to him, gosh, when was that? That was a Thursday. It was between the Alabama and the St. Mary's game, John. We talked to him about... Uh, that that Thursday morning we got the update on Cunningham and then he was asked about Pollard and Archie said the injury he suffered would typically be a four to six week injury but that he did not think that would be uh, a timeline for Kendall and that he would be back before that Uh, that was the point where they were he was starting to have some of the swelling go down and it was at the point where they were just having to work start to the process of working the blood out of that muscle um I, he said this. I thought he said in postgame, Tiz. I heard Archie say he was going to try to work him back into practice. I heard that hopefully too. by this week. So you would think, John. I, I would say maybe by, you know, maybe within Northwestern, maybe. maybe Northwestern, maybe towards the tail end of this homestand, maybe you see him against ETSU. I think they would like to have him healthy for conference. I mean, certainly, play. conference plays the goal, which this year for the first time in right. a long time starts prior to New Year's Day. But maybe optimistically, maybe they get him back by Chicago. Maybe right. that Northwestern yeah. game. I mean, it's like I said, it's not even believe it or not. It's not. It's not like four weeks till like this Wednesday. So you may have a couple more weeks. I mean, I, I, I tell you what, I seen a picture off of uh, the Dayton men's basketball website, and I you know, kind of blew it up. And I seen I seen him out there doing a drill. You know, like a passing drill. I mean, it was number twenty five. So you know. 
he might, you know, they may be just getting back on the floor right now. Yeah, that's an. I've never had a, a thigh bruise like that, but man, Keith Walskowski was telling us a couple weeks ago about a, a calf, a calf bruise he had. I mean, those things are just nasty. Mm-hmm. And two, let's not forget. I mean, he's still recovering from that that's bone the bruise other last thing year. Too. That's the thing. He had yeah. surgery to clean that bone bruise out. That's that's a long recovery to uh, heal from those bone bruises. Right. That's something that again, I've never had one of those. I have plenty of really good guy friends who have had those injuries who play mm-hmm. sports. My one of my closest buddies, Mike, has had it, and he said it is just an absolute bear right. to recover from a bone bruise like mm-hmm. that in your knees. So right. he's he's dealing with the thigh bruise on top of really still trying to get on the mend completely from that yeah. from that knee bruise over the offseason. Well, it's always best to be safe, not sorry. Yeah, exactly. Like, and he's a guy like you say, John. You want for long term success. Personnel to win the next two next two to three games but uh like i said it's always safe it's always safe to be you know be safe and sorry you know and getting back a week too early and he's the guy you're gonna you're talking about deep march runs you're gonna need kennel powered on board so yep yep yep. all right john we thank you for the call brother good good talking to you good talking to you as always john and troy checking in uh, yeah, I mean, tis overall, really, you know, they're looking, they're looking good. They're improving, mm-hmm. uh, and you come home two and one. Yeah, got to be happy with that. The sophomores continue to develop, Absolutely. which is uh, what Tom and Kettering wants to talk about. Tom, welcome to Flyer Feedback. How you doing? Hey, hey, John. Um, I, I think uh, you know Ryan Mikesell is getting better every every week, and so is uh, so is Zerius. Uh, even John Crosby's, um, you know, seeing a little light at the end of the tunnel, and uh, um, the the uh, you know what? They were uh, the the ESPN two guys were uh, were good. I thought today they were pretty complimentary of uh, you know us moving the ball around and stuff like that. I think um, you know Ryan Mikesell was a he was a point guard at uh, up in uh, St. Henry, and uh, um, he'll go in there and think that he can pass the ball off inside like he did you know up there. And um, first of all, Sam Miller doesn't have. <laughs> Doesn't have great hands, unfortunately, and um, he's, he's okay, but he doesn't have great hands. Uh, certainly not like probably a, a Josh Cunningham uh, or a Kendall Pollard, and uh, so you know it's, it's they're they're getting better. I think they're uh, you know I think they're getting better no matter who they played, and and um, you know I, I um, have come to the conclusion after uh, this is Archie's sixth year. That um, um, I'm I'm not willing to put anything past that guy, and, and uh, <laughs> they just keep pulling it out of the yeah. hat, Tom. I don't know how they do it, but you know, as 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 depleted. I know you guys said we had uh, you know Pierre and and uh, Pollard, we had uh, Scucci and Cybert on that team and, too. And, uh, um, you know stuff like that at that one year, but I mean that if you, if you, if you navigate through that season and you win two games in the, in the NCAA tournament, yeah. Um, and uh, I mean, then you're you're a miracle worker, and and um, that that's just I mean six guys in a walk on, and that's just so I I think this guy can do you know um, he, he can, I haven't seen him walk on water yet, but he's close. <laughs> Coming up next week, uh, <laughs> there we go. Yeah, I mean, I think I think Tom that January of what was that twenty was that twenty fourteen tis when they had the the one and six start. That was twenty fourteen. I think January twenty fourteen. Tom was the last time uh, anybody in this fan base doubted Archie Miller. Now half half the fans wanted to throw him overboard uh, in that month. How silly they look now. I think yeah. that was the last time anybody will ever doubt Archie Miller when it comes to the Dayton Flyers fan base because he's. Yeah, he's you said, I don't know how he does it, Tom, but yeah. he's got a way of just working 
his magic and this team as they are continually dealt hands of adversity uh, it, almost to a point where you couldn't even write this stuff yeah they they keep pulling it out of the hat i don't know how they do it but they no, keep he, doing it it's almost like it's a challenge to him yeah you know mm-hmm. i mean you know he goes okay so that's gone for a while so we'll we'll uh, uh, we'll do it with these guys you know and, and uh, that uh, uh strategy today of double teaming the guy underneath who's their stud player williams i mean uh he was befuddled by that and, and uh that was with uh ryan mike sell and, and and miller and um you know mike sells quick enough to make that a problem for the guy and uh, so um everything you know everything works out he's i've been here since 1966 he's the best we ever had i'm talking about archie miller so, yeah he's uh, quite a coach we're lucky to have him yep Hey, thanks. Thanks a lot, guys. Tom, thank right, you. Thanks, for the Tom. Call. Appreciate it much. Bye. Flyers are one. 57 Archie Miller and company are coming back from Anaheim, two and one in the Wooden Legacy, and four and two on this season. John Bedell, John Tisdale, with you here for Flyer feedback. The home stretch of it on the other side after we take a break and pay some bills right here on the home of the Flyers. This is Flyer feedback on AM twelve ninety and News ninety five seven WHIO. The Miami Valley and Ohio's election headquarters is AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. The WHIO Storm Center, staffed with the most powerful weather team in Dayton. Our Storm Center 7 team is on duty 24-7. We will interrupt programming with severe weather warnings at least every 15 minutes and continuous coverage where warranted. Just a mess right now. AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO is Dayton's 24-hour news, weather, and traffic. Why climb the corporate ladder when you can take the elevator to the top? The University of Dayton Center for Leadership offers a 12-month Emerging Leader Certificate program to help high-potential leaders find success in executive-level roles. The next certificate starts January 18th. For more information, visit leadership at udayton.edu or call 937-229-3115. The University of Dayton Center for Leadership, helping you transform leaders who transform lives. Strong leadership shouldn't be confined to the top of your organization. Having first-level supervisors who can engage, manage, and inspire your workforce is important now more than ever. The University of Dayton Center for Leadership offers a six-month supervisory leadership certificate program that combines mentoring, assessments, and 10 days of hands-on interactive training. The next class starts on January 19th. Visit leadership.udayton.edu or call 937-229-3115. I Major Stan Senek of the Dayton Salvation Army. Did you know that every dollar you donate to the Army goes on an incredible journey of hope? It gives children wonderful opportunities to learn, shows the way to good health, provides spiritual enrichment, and of course it feeds 4,000 families at Christmas time. Won't you help us spread hope? Please send your gift today or donate online at DaytonCroc.com. And please remember our red kettles. God bless you. People ask, what is the best Cyber Monday deal of 2016? It's buy one, get one for $9.91 for K99.1 FM's Concert of the Year. Country Bands Together, presented by McAfee Heating and Air and Joseph Airport Toyota. The band Perry, Frankie Ballard, and a thousand horses take the Daymet Credit Union stage at the Nutter Center on December 10th. This Cyber Monday price buster will not be extended past midnight. Cyber Monday. Buy one, get one for $9.91 at K99online.com. K99online. 
We'll see more sunshine here today with a couple of clouds from time to time, but that's about it. Should be a nice, pleasant day. Highs will be in the low 50s. Overnight tonight, clouds increasing as temperatures will stay fairly steady in the middle to upper 30s. Showers arrive tomorrow, maybe a few rumbles of thunder late Monday. Highs in the middle 50s. I'm meteorologist Brett Collar on the Miami Valley Severe Weather Station, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. You're listening to Flyer Feedback on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Call with your questions and comments now. 457-1290. Flyer Feedback on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Flyer fans, what's good? John Bedell, John Tisdale here with you for Flyer Feedback here on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Archie Miller and his Dayton Flyers, a winner this afternoon, 64-57 in the fifth place game in the Wooden Legacy out in Anaheim, California. The Flyers are now 4-2 on the year. And Tiz, Dayton is now 13-5 in six exempt tournaments under Archie Miller. And Tiz, the last four years now, yeah. they've gone, including this weekend, 2-1 mm-hmm. in these That's tournaments. That's really good. That's so really this good. year you beat Nebraska, or you lose to Nebraska, you get out 2-1 by beating Portland and New Mexico. Mm-hmm. Last year, Advocare Invite, beat Iowa, one. beat Monmouth. Lose to Xavier. Get the brakes beaten off by that team down I-75. Mm-hmm. 2014, beat Texas A&M. Lose to UConn, get out of town with a win against Boston College. And, of course, 2013, what really started to propel them towards yeah, that Elite Eight run that no year question. is you beat Gonzaga, lose, almost get Baylor, and you beat Cal. So mm-hmm. the last four years, Tiz, two and one, successful road trips out to these early season Absolutely. tournaments. Absolutely. And remember, they won the 2011 uh, then Old Spice Classic. Yeah, now, the Advocare right. Invitational, they've, they've changed it so many times, but they did win that one. Although that one, that... That field was relatively weak compared to the one last yes. year because that was a lot stronger. Not only you had Xavier, not only did you have Iowa, you had uh, Wichita State that was in that in that tournament as well. I think Notre Dame as well. So that was a very difficult field. And for Dayton to finish second last year, that's really, really good. couple injuries to get to. Uh, an update and just uh, you know Archie's two cents on what happened to uh, Charles Cook today. John and Troy was asking about Kendall Pollard. Yes. Archie did address that. In the post game, here is what Archie had to say. Um, not prompted by Larry, just came up in the conversation. Here is what Archie had to say about Kendall's progress. You know, hopefully we get some luck here. Eventually, maybe even get Kendall back. Um, you know, practicing at least, starting to get him back in, in the groove because he'll help. He'll really help the cause. So there's Archie's two cents on Kendall. I was talking to David Jablonski the other day, Tiz, and he's just said, because I know a lot of fans want to know, what's going on with Kendall? What's going on with Kendall? What's right. going on with Kendall? Right. At this point, we're just not asking Archie because the update as of, you know, last week was, look, we're moving on without him at this point, and until we let you guys know otherwise, he's not available. So it does nobody any good from our right. perspective in the media to continue to ask Archie and company, hey, what's the deal with Kendall? What's the deal with Kendall? Hey, what's going on with Kendall? What's going on with Kendall's thigh? Does no good, but just, right. you know, really... <laughs> Doesn't do anybody and, any good. And so you can't rush hopefully him. he's going to be practicing right. uh, hopefully this week. Exactly. And Tiz, you know, the, the goal is obviously long term to have him healthy because if you want to make a run in March, Tiz, Kendall Pollard is going to be a guy he's you want essential. to have healthy. So he is long, you're looking uh, macro view with exactly. the Kendall Pollard injury. Exactly right. Also, we talked to Archie in the post game. Larry did uh, live in Anaheim about the Charles Cook scare because, as we mentioned, Tiz playing in a hockey arena mm-hmm. with a leaky roof to boot. Yeah. You had Charles Cook do the splits. And here is what Archie had to say about that injury to Charles when he first saw it. Yeah, it was unfortunate. I, th- I saw Charles actually slip, and I said to myself, that could be bad right there. And uh, he, he really you know, tweaked his groin, and um, I think Mike took him back and worked him out. I think we're fine there. Uh, he's going to take some time, I think, this week to get himself calmed down. But Charles showed a little gut, gut check getting back. You know, those are two big free throws that he made after getting fouled with about a minute to go. So I'm proud of our guys. You know, this, this group's been dealt with a lot of tough blows, uh, but they're working at it. 
key quote there from Archie Miller is, quote, we're fine here, mm-hmm. which you just think, whew, tis, sigh of relief after seeing, because I just thought, um, said some things at home watching the game with my <laughs> wife that I can't say on the air because yeah. the FCC is listening, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm sure a lot of Flyer fans did, because you thought, oh, you got to be kidding me, tis, no because kidding. with the injury mm-hmm. and depth situation this team has been going through yeah. and is continuing to go through, mm-hmm. you just thought, Really? I know. Again? I know. Uh, but, you know, he came out and Larry stopped almost in his tracks verbally so listening. Uh, well, not when it happened, but coming right. back out. Come, when he half, came back out for the second Larry half. Said, oh, well, we got Charles Cook warming up. And you thought. And Brooks was like, oh. uh, sorry, I was focusing on uh, Charles. <laughs> so you thought, well, he's at least warming yeah. up. Jablonski so. and Mike Hartsock were tweeting, well, he doesn't look to be limping from what we can see. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, Mike that Archie mentioned, Mike Mulcahy, did some work on him in the locker room. Yeah. And since he got back out there. Didn't, didn't seem to be, no. from what right. I could see on TV, from what Larry and Brooks were saying, from what Mike Hartsock and David Jablonski were tweeting, yeah. guys watching in person, didn't look to be favoring that, was it his left, I think it was his left leg he was grabbing. Right. Uh, maybe upper thigh, look, sure looked like a groin to me. You do the splitskis yeah. like that. Ugh. And groins are tough, man. That, they, that's they like are. a hamstring tiz. That's mm-hmm. hard to get healed. But luckily, no you got almost a full week off between now and Winthrop. Right. And as Archie said, they'll take some time to try to get Charles. Exactly. Back to uh, exactly back to right. Health. Well, a couple notes of this game. The, we mentioned the turnovers. Dayton had nine turnovers in this game. New Mexico, 16. Flyers had 25 points off those three turnovers. That, I think, was the difference in the game. And uh, you know, New Mexico had an 8-0, and I think they, they led 57-56 with just over a minute left. How about the, the the toughness of this Flyer team? Cook gets two free throws, and Archie alluded to that, by the way, when he was asked by Larry. Yeah. Kyle Davis, uh, two, I think, solid games to get his confidence up. How about Ryan Mike? So Brooks even mentioned that he may be favoring a little bit of a wrist injury, maybe a hand injury. He makes two big free throws, and then Kyle Davis seals the game with a dunk the cherry on the Sunday. So, And tis the defense was back. Good to see that. That has Agreed. been the issue Agreed. in the early going. Defense fixed Absolutely. today. You stop getting your doors blown off to start the game. Overall, a good win for the Dayton Flyers. Absolutely. That's going to do it for us, Flyers fans. One more time, Dayton a winner. 64-57 over New Mexico. Our next game is Saturday against Winthrop. Our coverage starts with the Bud Light pregame show at 1. Then Larry and Bucky have the tip at 2 o'clock. We will see you on the radio Saturday afternoon, Flyer fans. Until then, I'm John Tisdale. And I'm John Bedell. We're saying thanks for listening, everybody. And go, go Flyers. Flyers.